Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome back to Believe in Nuggets episode 3, and this time we have good news. The Nuggets won a game, and let me tell you, a game it was. That was some of the funnest Nuggets basketball that has been produced this season, and it was in a playoff environment where there were shots being made, there was defense being played, and just in general, a game that will be remembered fondly by Nuggets fans for a good long while, I believe. What do you, what do you think of today's game, Gage? What, what's your takeaways? Yeah, I mean, you pointed out that this game will be remembered fondly by Nuggets fans for a long time. And I think even if Denver gets blown out by 50 in game five, I think that it will be remembered fondly by fans because they got to see their team that everybody from coast to coast had written off. They had been written off by every sports book. They had the longest odds to win the to win the NBA championship by everybody. Most analysts had stated that this team didn't belong in the playoffs. They shouldn't have been here in the first place. They should just be out of it after all. And you know what? Guess what? They're still the they they are not quite the longest odds to win the title anymore. They're now third per FanDuel as of this recording on Sunday on Sunday afternoon. They are third, just ahead of the Raptors and then the Chicago Bulls. I'm I'm glad that Denver got a win because in addition to getting a win, there was a key moment in the first quarter that everybody that has said Jokic shouldn't be the MVP and Embiid should realize something. Oh. If Jokic wasn't on this Nuggets team, they wouldn't be in the playoffs at all. He is the entire reason they're here, and if anybody else was put in his spot, they probably wouldn't be in the playoffs either. So that was finally good to see Jokic get the recognition he deserved after three straight games of everyone saying, oh, well, Jokic is doing this. The team isn't winning. It's his fault. It's not. And Bede wouldn't let that happen. Well, guess what? Jokic just showed you, oh, you guys were all dumb for three games. Yeah. And he had 18 points in that first quarter. I believe the only other nugget to make a field goal was Aaron Gordon. And the team Jokic in the first quarter had that. 26 points. Jokic had 18 of them. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron or Aaron Gordon had four. Uh, I believe Jermichael Green also had four, if I'm not mistaken. And then two, I believe, came from, I think, Bones Highland is who I believe the final two points came from in that first quarter. Yeah, and he was absolutely dominant and carried that throughout the entire game. He ended with 37 points on 21 shots, also throw in eight rebounds and six assists. And he, his jumper has started falling these past two games, and that is what has really opened up the floor for him and the rest of the Nuggets because in the first two games and a lot of the games leading up to the playoffs his shot had stopped falling with regularity but in game three he made two three-pointers I believe and in this one he knocks down three of them and that has made Draymond have to respect that shot and that really just opens up the rest of the floor for cuts for you know actions to be run and you could see that he really just locked in and was just dominating anyone who was put on him, whether it be Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, whoever. It didn't matter. He was putting the ball in the bucket. And he did that throughout the entire game. And it's shown why he's going to be 
back-to-back MVP in all likelihood. And he still has yet to be swept in the first-round series. And the Nuggets aren't quite out yet. Be it, will they win the series? Probably not. But also, who cares? They got a win tonight, and they showed a lot of the drive and a lot of the passion that fans wanted to see. Yeah, the fact remains that no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. Multiple, about th- I believe it's three teams have tied it after a 3-0 deficit, but no one has ever come back and won the series. Their pro- Nuggets probably aren't going to be the first. It's nothing against the Nuggets. It's the fact that the Warriors are really good. The Warriors are currently the favorites to win the NBA title, and for good reason. It took a game where Jordan Poole, who had been scorching the Nets for three games, to have an off night. He had 11 points tonight. That's that's a very bad game for Jordan Poole, and they still almost pulled it out because of just how good the rest of this roster is. Seth Curry, who's been coming off the bench, played 37 minutes, 10 of 23. He went 3 of 11 from 3. Klay Thompson had to go 7 of 11. They needed a great night from Andrew Wiggins, who had 20 points. Even Draymond Green, which people are going to hear the stat line. He only had 13 points, but for a guy that hasn't been scoring hardly at all, I believe he's been average. His over under for every game has been like six or seven and a half points. Him having thirteen and he was plus eighteen in his minutes, that was that was what helped them stay in this game. So I think that Denver still loses the series, but it's we saw we got to see the fight in games three and four, which we talked about after game two. That what we needed to see was what I needed to see was Aaron Gordon needed to do more. He needed to be more involved. And sure enough, in the last two games, Aaron Gordon has been more involved. The team has been closer in the game. I'm not saying that it is a, that someone like Michael Malone listens to the podcast. And so he's like, Hey, maybe we should go ahead and get Aaron Gordon more involved. But after scoring a combined 15 points in games one and two, Aaron Gordon has scored a combined 39 points over the last two games. He had 13 shots in game three. He had 11 shots in game four. He went. Uh, he was huge at the line, 10 of 13. For That's a great line from him. Uh, he had a career year shooting 75% from the free throw line, but he had only gotten – he had only gone one of seven. Or no, that was that's from three. He had only gotten six or three, three free throws in games one and two. He now has 17 free throw attempts in the last two games. His aggressiveness combined with Jokic's shot falling more three of five from three – helped like you said open up the floor for everyone else and when the floor opens up for everyone else that's what makes this nuggets offense work yeah throw in monte morris and bones highland both having respective quarters of just three-point shooting and barraging the warriors with shots and you had contributions from multiple role players today, which hadn't been a thing up until this game game three you had aaron gordon pitching in it was it just missed the mark on being enough and today you had Aaron Gordon and Nicole Jokic but you also had Monte Morris scoring 24 you had Bones Highland scoring 15 in 10 minutes DeMarcus Cousins had 10 points like you had guys also making their shots and today especially was something that especially stood out was the defensive rotations before this game the Nuggets had not played good defense but today they really locked in and were making a lot of good defensive rotations especially in the first half in the second half it loosened up a little bit but in that first half they were really locking in on that end and making sure to communicate making sure to say hey 
we're not going to let them get easy shots. And it led to Curry struggling from three. It led to Jordan Poole struggling from the field. And a player who had a huge amount to do with that is Austin Rivers. He deserves massive amounts of credit for this game. He was a plus 12 in his minutes, despite uh, only shooting one of five from the field, one of four from three. But he had five steals, and I think they shorted him on one. That game... Uh, game winning steal or game helping steal, whatever you want to call it. He got a big deflection on Andrew Wiggins to like prevent the Warriors from even having a chance to score near the end there. And he and a quick note on that play for those that haven't seen it yet. If you're referring to the one I believe you're referring to, you're talking about the lob in play from mm-hmm. out of bounds. Yeah. If you the... haven't seen it yet, Nikola Jokic is the reason that, that play got broken up because there is a clip of Jokic standing on the sideline, gesturing to everybody on the floor that it's a lob. He knew he read what the play was. He knew the hand signals of the Warriors, and he had done enough game film study that he saw, hey, it's going to be a lob. He knew the play, and he started calling it out from where he was at on the sideline. He did. He wasn't yelling it because obviously he didn't want to give away that he knew, but he did know. If you are curious about seeing the clip for yourself, you can go over to the House of Highlights Instagram or the Bleacher Report Instagram. They posted it. Obviously, this would now be uh, yesterday when you were listening to this, so Jokic is the reason that play got broken up. I absolutely, Austin Rivers made the play. Jokic is the reason the play got made because he called it out. Yeah. And he just absolutely worked his ass off on the defensive end today. He was just excellent as an on-ball and off-ball defender. He is what the Nuggets have needed on defense. And it was nice to finally see... Uh, Malone make the adjustment to playing him more than Jeff Green because Jeff Green only plays 15 minutes today. Austin Rivers plays uh, near 36 and that is an adjustment that should have been made in game one and it took Malone until game four to make it and I would expect to see Austin Rivers starting uh, moving forward in the series however long the series goes on I would expect Austin Rivers to slot in in that starting lineup because Jeff Green has not had a good series. He has been a turnstile defensively. He has not shot the best. He just hasn't been what the Nuggets need, and Austin Rivers has provided more of what the Nuggets need, so I would look to see him more in the lineup moving forward because he played an excellent game today. The stats might not say it, but the Nuggets do not win without him today. And just the backcourt in general uh, contributed a lot for the Nuggets today with Bones Highland and Austin Rivers coming off the bench. And they had a plus 12 and plus 13 respectively, where in a game, Will Barton was not good. Monte Morris was good, was great in the second half, not good in the first half. At halftime, Will Barton and Monte Morris combined for one of nine from the field. And they had really struggled to get anything going but Bones Highland had three back-to-back-to-back threes in that second quarter, which just opened the opened the floodgates for the Nuggets and really helped solidify that lead in the first half, which nearly got blown but didn't. And his playmaking as well was on display this game with a team-leading seven assists. 
So in 19 minutes and 39 seconds for the rookie, he had 15 points, seven assists, four rebounds. And he was big time today. He got the crowd involved. He was really a spark plug off the bench. Offensively, Austin Rivers, as I already said, was a spark plug defensively. They both really provided something that the Nuggets needed where some of the starters weren't providing uh, enough and that's the key. That's the reason why having a good bench is so important. We've seen the Nuggets get blasted, obviously, by Curry throughout the throughout this series. Uh, no one else really off the bench has done anything, but they've had Curry. And then if you count Jordan Poole as kind of an off-the-bench guy, I know he's been starting, so he's not really a bench player anymore. But you sit here, and that's, why, that's where Denver's been losing. Obviously, they've lost a lot of the starter minutes as well because the Two first first two games were huge blowouts, but when the we've seen it all year that if the bench could just hold leads, they'd be fine. Sometimes the bench has been the reason that Denver has won games, and they or the reason they've gotten back into games. But a lot of the time, it's been the starters. And when they go out, we just need the bench to hold a lead. Today, this is one of the games where the bench wasn't necessarily holding leads all that well, but they found a way to hold on just enough. The bones threes were huge. He went three of six. He didn't make another three, but those three that he did make were huge because they helped kill any momentum that Golden State would have been trying to build, and they helped make sure that Denver was still going to be carrying a lead rather than slipping into a tie or a deficit game. Bones only played 20 minutes tonight. Meanwhile, Austin Rivers played 36, and I think that the like the measurement of who had a better game, everyone's going to look at the box score and be like, oh, well, Bones had 15, and he had seven assists. He had four rebounds. He had a steal. That's that's huge, right? And he was plus 13 compared to Austin Rivers plus 12. Well, Austin Rivers, as you pointed out, the box score isn't going to do him justice. One of five, one of four from three, three points, five steals, as you said, might have gotten cheated out of one, three assists. Not the biggest box score game minus the steals, but he did everything. He did so much more than the box score will show, and – you aptly pointed. If I was giving a, if I was the one writing the recap for this game and I was giving a MVP for the game, I might give it to Austin Rivers. Jokic is probably getting it, but Austin Rivers would have had a big helping to do with it because he, for all of his lack of scoring, he's a big reason why Steph Curry and Jordan Poole were a combined four of sixteen from three. Curry was shooting over fifty percent on threes entering today, entering game three, I believe it was. And today he shot three of eleven. Austin Rivers is the reason why Denver isn't didn't get swept and is moving and is moving to a game five. And in game five, can they do anything more than just trying to replicate this performance in order to extend it, or is it gonna like, or are they just gonna have to replicate it and hope that it works again? I think with going into game five, most of the things that could be changed would be coaching decisions. I think you try and replicate what worked in this game and minimize what didn't. You, If I'm Malone, I shorten the rotation. I don't play Bryn Forbes any minutes because he has not provided anything for the Nuggets this series. He has committed fouls gotten lost on defense time after time and he hasn't shot particularly well either so the one thing that he usually provides he's not even providing then so cut Bryn Forbes out of the rotation I as I would mentioned earlier would throw Austin Rivers into the starting lineup in place of Jeff Green 
And honestly, I would consider giving Jeff Green very little minutes, like no close to no minutes because he does not provide anything either against the Warriors, really. So I would run personally an eight man of, you know, the the starters, which would be Monte, Will, Austin, Gordon, and Jokic in a lineup that I would roll out there with uh, Bones, J. Mike, and DeMarcus Cousins as the bench. I would just try and get your best guys out there, let them play, hope they can shoot as well as they did today, and keep executing well on defense. Just keep doing what worked in this game. Keep attacking the rim because that is a lot of the success that has been created in the series has come from building the Nuggets offense from the inside out, not just Gordon, not just Jokic. Everybody has been creating rim pressure, and that makes the Warriors respect you more when you're driving, and that opens up shots, and that opens up more offense, just period, point blank. I think that you just try try and replicate it the best you can. Hope Will Barton can shoot better than two of seven from the field. We'll say Will Barton had a uh, hit the dagger three. Great that he has finally had his playoff moment as a Denver Nugget because he has not played particularly well this series. But it's nice to see that come time when they really needed him, he stepped up, he hit the shot, he did what they needed him to do in that moment. That was great to see. But overall, you do need more from your starting shooting guard who you're paying about $20 million a year. So I think you just hope Will Barton can step up. I, you think, and you hope that the role players that stepped up today can continue to play elevated and you hope that Jokic can keep, just keep it going. In quick defense of Bryn Forbes, who kind of caught a little bit of a stray in there, he's shooting uh, until, until this game where he went 0 of 1 on his one shot attempt. He was 2 of 4 in game 1, 3 of 6 in game 2, 1 of 2 in game 3. I mean, he was shooting 50% in those three in over 3 games. I I don't know I don't know what else you want from him. The guy like the guy, you're right, he's not putting up a ton of points, but I mean, if he's not getting shot opportunities cuz right there he he's not. He played 24 minutes in game 2 and got 6 shot attempts. He took 2 shots in 16 minutes or nearly 17 minutes in game 3. He took four shot attempts in nearly 14 minutes in game one. So he's in, in 11 minutes today, took one shot attempt. So I don't know if he's just voluntarily passing up shots or if he's just flat out not, not getting the opportunity to get them. I don't know if they're just not drawing up actions for him. So I understand the cutting him out of the rotation aspect because he isn't the best defender. He did have three fouls in today's game. But I mean, he's not, it's not like he's was shooting poorly. He just wasn't putting up the like 22 point performance that we saw against Miami or no, that was, that was a couple of years ago in the playoffs. It's not like the performances we've seen a couple of times this year. He just, he's not getting the opportunities to do so. I do agree with shorting, shortening the rotation and taking Jeff green either out of the starting lineup or very quickly out of the lineup. I mean, the only time I think that he really needs to be on the floor is if you have Looney green. I don't even think that it'd be if you have Looney and green and then, like Andrew Wiggins is off the floor. Andrew Wiggins is on. You only have two of the guards. That's really the only time you need Green. I don't even know if you need it then, because then you can put the bigger defenders like Looney and Green 
really you can try and put Looney into a conflict with a guy like Austin Rivers and Monte Morris, Will Barton, kind of smaller, quicker defenders, that type of thing. I mean, that's, like you said, Denver, in order to win again, is going to just have to try and do the exact same thing again. They had a, have a recipe, and they just now have to try and see if it's a replicable recipe of, for success. I mean, forcing to one of the greatest shoot, the greatest shooter of all time to have a game where he shoots like 25% from the three-point range after shooting over 50% from three through three games is kind of a tall, tall ask, but that's the beast that you're up against here. Yeah, as far as the Bryn stuff, I... I don't have my glasses on, so I read that as twenty percent instead of fifty. Uh, my my, uh, my mistake, but yeah, with Jeff, he's not really providing much. So, as we both said, I would take him out of starting lineup for Rivers, who has provided a lot during the series. But yeah, it's just something that they're going to have to hope to replicate. Uh, they're going to have to hope they shoot well, because to keep up with the Warriors, you have to shoot well. And they're just going to have to hope that's really all they can do. But as they've said time and time again in every post-game conference, pre-game conference, uh, with the media after game three, the pressure's on the Warriors to close it out. There's no pressure here. And we've seen the Nuggets with their backs against the walls before. And most of the time, when they are in that position, they do fight. And they fought today, and they'll probably continue to fight for the rest of the series. You're absolutely right. Nuggets are playing with house money. They are, if they win the series, they, they, they have nothing to lose. It's a simple matter of, they are the team that is, they're, they're the team that went out and did what everybody said they couldn't do. There's no, there's no pressure left. This is all on the Warriors now of, Hey, you guys already blew a three, blew a three, one lead in the finals. Are you going to blow a 3-0 lead and become the first team to do that? And you're going to do it against the team that's missing their second and third best player. They have no plus shooters on it. They have just a center that can do crazy things, and he doesn't look that athletic, but he is. It's all it's all in Denver's hands now, and they have another game at home to try and send it back to Golden State. And if Denver makes it a 3-2 series and – then you really got to start thinking. Then you'll really have be in the Warriors' heads. They'll really be like, "Oh, we're we're not in the greatest spot here. We just near we're we were up three zero, and now we're down three, only up three two. Let's get. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna like? Are we gonna be able to clutch up? Is the shooting gonna continue? Is it gonna come back? Clay is still shooting the absolute absolute lights out. Is he gonna be able to maintain this for again another game two three whatever it is? Yeah, they, you just got the Nuggets are taking it game by game, and the Warriors they you could tell the Warriors kind of looked forward before this game. They the Nuggets caught them on a lapse, and can they catch them on another one? We'll we'll find out. We'll see. Will Barton still hasn't had a great offensive game this series. He's probably due for one. So. The Nuggets, I wouldn't count them out completely of Game 5. I would probably count them out for the series, but they might push it to 6. And once they push it to 6, maybe to 7. So you never know. You, you never know with the NBA. Any team can win on any given night. So, yeah. I mean, 
it's it's tough not to believe in certain things but yeah anything else before we hit the road no i got nothing else to add just that we're gonna be back covering game five win lose or draw no matter what happens we're still slowly building this journey here over at Believe on Nuggets or Believe in Nuggets, I should say. You can find all my work on my Twitter at GBridge for NFL, still covering the Nuggets for Denver Stiffs. We have our good luck charm. Asher Levy will be on preview and recap for game five. He, This is the first game that he had covered in the series was game four. They won. If they win game five, I already am going to talk to our editor and we'll make sure that he is in charge of preview and recap for game six and seven. Just letting everybody know that now. <laughs> But all my work that I do for football, baseball, basketball, fantasy football, betting, whatever it is, you can find it all over on my Twitter. You can find me at Asher Levy NBA at, on Twitter. And you can find my work for the Nuggets on denverstiffs.com. Anything else I do will be posted on my Twitter. Thanks for listening. Make sure to download the show, rate, whatever you can do on the platform you're listening on. Do it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you after game five. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.